This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Government shutdown. White House focuses on infrastructure. U.S. rice farmers get good news on China. Farm credit crunch worsens. If former Georgia Governor Irvin Sonny Perdue is confirmed by the Senate today to be the next USDA secretary, and that is the expectation, he'll be joining the administration just in time for a potential government shutdown. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer on Friday doubled down on the Trump administration's insistence that there be funding in any spending bill passed this week to pay for a new border wall, a major roadblock in negotiations. At a minimum, Congress must approve a short-term spending bill by Friday to keep the government operating. Spicer said, quote, I think we've made it very clear that we want border wall funding. We want greater latitude to deny federal grants to sanctuary cities. We want hiring of immigration agents, and we want $30 billion to infuse the military budget. Those are our priorities. As to the Purdue vote today, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley said in an interview with Iowa Radio, I think we'll have broad bipartisan support and probably not more than 40 senators against him, and then he'll be sworn in right away and getting on the job. And helping him do that job will be the American Farm Bureau Federation's Christy Boswell, according to a spokesman. Boswell will be making the move to the Secretary's suite of offices on the second floor of the Witten Building, also known as the Cage, on May 1. Boswell's responsibility for the Farm Bureau is primarily immigration issues. It's a priority for the farm group that deals constantly with the agriculture sector's struggle to maintain a sufficient workforce. For more on what to expect in Washington this week, including President Trump's roundtable with farmers and ranchers, don't miss our Washington Week Ahead report on www.agripulse.com. White House focuses on rural infrastructure. Improving the infrastructure of America has long been a priority of President Trump and his National Economic Council is making it clear that improving rural America is a part of that priority. Council officials last week reached out to a representative of the farm credit industry that finances those kinds of improvements, as well as state agriculture department leaders. Farm Credit Council CEO Todd Van Hoos said, We appreciate the Trump administration's approach and partnership to the unique challenges facing rural communities in agriculture and look forward to working with them. Farmers rely on many layers of infrastructure as they move commodities from the farm gate to the port, and many points in between. U.S. rice farmers get good news on China. It's been about a year since China announced that it was ready to begin importing U.S. rice. But there's still no trade. That may change soon, according to Gary Cohen, President Trump's chief economic advisor. Speaking last week at an Institute of International Finance event, Cohen revealed that rice trade was one of the issues that U.S. and Chinese negotiators have agreed to focus on. Referring to negotiations that took place on the sidelines of President Trump's recent meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Florida, Cohen said they pledged to work with us on beef and rice in the next 100 days. China announced last September that it was lifting a 14-year ban on U.S. beef, but the country has not yet followed through on that promise. A spokesman for USA Rice Federation said, while we don't have any details yet, we are pleased that rice is apparently on the table with China. 
We've been working very hard the last few months with the Trump administration to move the U.S.-China rice trade forward, and this is encouraging. Farm credit crunch worsens. As farm income continues to shrink, so does the amount of credit available to keep farmers operating. That according to a new analysis by Nathan Kaufman and Matt Clark with the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. Farm operating loans made by the agriculture banks in the first quarter of 2017 fell by 16% from the same period last year. That according to the report and interest rates are also on the rise. According to the report, persistent declines in farm income have remained a primary driver of reduced lending in the farm sector. Revenue from the production of most agriculture commodities is expected to decline again this year. For example, cash receipts generated from the sale of corn, soybeans, wheat, and cattle are forecast to decline more than 5% from 2016. Calls to cut spending in the farm bill have already begun. You might think that persistent bad news about falling commodity prices, farm income, and availability of credit would fend off those looking to make cuts to the National Safety Net Program for farmers. But you'd be wrong. The Washington-based R Street Institute, a think tank that promotes limiting government, has come out with a new report calling for cuts to government-subsidized crop insurance and other safety net programs. Citing the Trump administration's call for a 21% cut to USDA spending in the 2018 fiscal year, the report said supports like crop insurance need to be slashed in the 2018 Farm Bill. The report calls for the elimination of the agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage payment programs that were created in the 2014 Farm Bill, as well as reducing subsidization of crop insurance. Farmers must purchase crop insurance out of their own pockets, giving them skin in the game. But the premiums paid are subsidized by the federal government at an average of 52%, according to the report. Study. Farm bill has been good to peanut farmers. Peanut prices have been falling since the 2014 Farm Bill took effect, but farmers have been steadily planting more and more of the tasty legumes. That according to an analysis by economists at the University of Illinois and Ohio State University. The economist said, quote, since the 2014 Farm Bill took effect, acres planted to peanuts have increased each year, averaging 30% more planted acres than over the six-year period covered by the 2008 Farm Bill. At the same time, peanut prices have been falling from highs of more than 30 cents a pound in 2011 to less than 20 cents a pound over the past three crop years. Some of the reason behind the planting increase can be simply attributed to farmers looking at the best return they can get, but there's also evidence that the Title I programs, mostly the Price Loss Coverage Program, did contribute. The relatively high reference price, 26 and three-quarter cents a pound, and the fact that farmers can get peanut program payments by planting on generic base acres are likely key factors, the economists concluded. USDA announces support for future ag scientists. Science, whether it's used to genetically engineer trees to fight citrus greening disease or breed stronger cattle, is the foundation for improving the way farmers feed the world. So the USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture, the NIFA, is doing what it can to pave the way for future scientists. The agency announced on Friday it's spending $18 million to foster the next generation of agricultural science professionals. 
The funds authorized in the 2014 Farm Bill will go towards preparing school teachers to produce more future scientists, training college students, and creating fellowships for graduate students. NIFA Director Sonny Ramsaway said there is a significant shortfall in the number of qualified applicants for jobs in agriculture-related fields. NIFA investments are strengthening the pathways to these jobs from engaging more primary school students in STEM education all the way to fellowships for new scientists in the agriculture research, extension, and education area. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, April 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.